brought up uh perception perception and intellect you make me you've made me think i want to do do up like a D a dungeons and dragons character sheet for mike russell just a mike russell based character sheet what would his stats be i don't ah oh man i you know what let me let me let me work on that next I'm so week, excited to next hear. week or the week after <laughs> no, the game starts you have to roll a 20 to even wake up yeah <laughs> Natural, you need a crit 20 to wake up from a booze-induced coma. Saving throw. Oh, it's a natural one. He, you have to doubt He sleeps for three more days. Three more days. No, I'm totally going to do that now. I wonder if I'd be like a warrior or a mage. Oh, you're going to have to tell me. I can't neither of those, You'd be a friar. Neither of those are available class types, Mike. Oh. <laughs> You know nothing, Mike Russell. <laughs> you know what? I've got bad love for you, Mike. Bad love? Bad love. Oh. Is that well, a, I think I'm is just that, gonna that have is a not a Taylor Swift no, song, but not, it was okay. a very good effort. I was about to say I'll just shake that off, you know? Okay. I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. Oh, oh. by the way, we're doing Taylor yes. Swift Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, as we discuss Taylor Swift today. Uh, I am your host, Nick Breedier. I'm Mike Russell. Thank you. And I'm Steve Trollinger. Back again yes. from my forced absence. It was not a forced absence. It was forced. You didn't want me to have fun. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. Uh, here at the Song Tops Report, we are on the cutting edge of bad music. And Today. A, yes, today. <laughs> a song came out recently that kind of... I don't want to say... No, what, what, what am I talking about? I was going to say it caught me off guard. It didn't catch me off guard. It was everywhere. It was, yeah. You were bludgeoned with it. Like yes, some you, sort yes of you did not have a choice. Baseball bat. You did not have a choice in the matter of listening to it. Well, okay, we were... We were so we... What? what, what we were going to do uh, uh, a song that I like today. That, that we, we'll be doing next we'll week. We'll be doing next week. Next we were, week. We were going to do a song that was all about the historical figure, Gregory Rasputin. And I had this whole... You'll never guess what the song is called. Yeah, I had this whole <laughs> bit prepared uh, about him being history's greatest monster. And then Mike was like, no, let's do Taylor Swift this week. And I got really upset until I realized I can still use that bit. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taylor Swift, history's greatest monster. Well, now here's the thing. Taylor Swift is undeniably, I would say, the biggest pop star in the world right now. And she came out with one of the biggest albums of... I think I read that her album, uh, 1989, biggest album release in terms of like single-week sales in 12 years. Yeah, she just wow. loves reminding me how much younger she is than me and how much more money she has. Yes, yes, because she's a few years younger than you, Stephen, if I'm not Quite mistaken. Quite a few years younger than me. How old is Taylor Swift? She's 27. Oh, she's only two years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. And she's. I thought that was three or more. Oh shit! You know the three-year rule, either up or down. You know, so she's within. Uh, she's within the range. I like how that's a thread. Now we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep pulling that thread. Yes. How young Mike likes him. <laughs> Your three-year rule has come up a shocking amount of times in episodes. Shockingly. Well, you know, we keep talking about these ladies. I, <laughs> I really hope it comes up next week for the Rasputin song. But no, Taylor Swift. So 2014 is when her album 1989 came out. Massive album. She has been out of kind of the public light other than touring. Yeah, she did that on purpose, I think, too, right? I think there's a variety of reasons for that, which we will get into. Um, but 
She's been at the public, you know, public sphere for three years. There's been a variety of feuds and drama that has come and gone in that time. But she's back in 2017. She has probably the biggest stage imaginable to command in terms of if Taylor Swift drops a single, it will be the most widely heard song out there. Mm -hmm. And what does Taylor Swift choose to release after three years of absence, after so much pent-up excitement? She releases the song, Look What You Made Me Do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Oh, my God. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Oh, what what would it make you do? Make some shitty music? (laughs) Oh, man. I will not take the blame for that. Mike, she is your perfect woman. Did you see that massive car wreck she just got into? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. It's a woman after your heart. Oh, it truly is. I, she survived it. She's younger than you. She gets into car accidents. She's within the three-year rule. That's my dream woman. Who would have thought me and Taylor Swift? So what are you going to do I, when we start dating? I'm trying to think. It was August 24th. Taylor Swift dropped this single. So this single is hot. This is the one thing. In fact, uh, Mr. Mike Russell, you were the one who kind of uh, brought to our attention how hot it is. Because oh, yeah. as mentioned in the first episode, I am an out-of-touch old man when it comes to pop music. So and it, I'm older than the both of you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mike Russell, you were the one who brought to our attention that this song came out. And I was aware that Taylor Swift had a new song up, but I wasn't really aware of the response that it was getting. And how terrible it was. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> it was in the news. And uh, had like the most Spotify downloads in one day for a release. Oh yeah, it has broken all kinds of streaming records. In fact, that's uh, how terrible it is. <laughs> yes. No, on I think on Spotify alone, it got eight million streams in one day on Spotify. Holy Jesus! Which is insanity. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about Taylor Swift. It's I find it really difficult to make fun of people like her. Uh, Beyonce, uh, etc. They're they're essentially bulletproof, because I could, uh, I could. Is that a reference to? Uh, is there a song bulletproof? Right? I don't no. There's so. no no. There I, is a, I love how everything we're saying, every out of context <laughs> phrase, we feel like it could be a Taylor Swift song, but it's not quite. But they they essentially they they can't. I look. I could lay down the most nuclear hot, super sick burn on Taylor Swift. Super true unassailable everyone knows it's true yeah and her only response needs to be yes but i'm taylor swift and i got nothing because there's i i there's just nothing i can say that won't make me sound like a bitter never was yeah and, Steve, and just, she's absolutely like, right she's absolutely right like she I is taylor swift yeah she's taylor swift there's nothing there's nothing i can do about it Steve, you need to accept that you are a bitter never was and then you're bulletproof because you've like, fuck it. What do you have to lose? You already nothing, you know? Hmm. So then you're just like your daggers will do some some more Yes, it's just a, it's just a matter of being comfortable with who you are. That's where the real power comes. Well, I guess the other part of it is that I just prefer to go after songs that uh, were have at least uh, 20 years in between now and then and that aren't backed by a multimedia powerhouse with a room full of lawyers. <laughs> this, this is our chance, Steve, to really call out today's shitty music Instead of, you know, letting let yeah, people just keep making all this money without getting any flack for it, you know? God damn it, Mike, you're right. I don't personally have any problems with Taylor Swift. For the most part, her music, I am 
It's not for us. Yeah. It's, I'm it's indifferent towards. Um, my girlfriend is a very big fan of Taylor Swift, though. When I got my Apple Music free trial, that concert that she had, the 1989 World Tour, that was Apple Music exclusive, uh, I watched that over two sittings because wow. it's such a long concert. So I watched, you know, a concert of all of her hit songs, and it was fine. It's just pop music that I was, like I said, relatively indifferent towards. But <laughs> when Mike Russell told me about the song, I listened to it, and I saw the music video, and I didn't actually hate it at first. The music video was very slickly produced, and I thought aesthetically pleasing to watch. The song, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But the more I listened to it, the angrier it made me. Mm-hmm. And we will get into this, but before we do, very quick, this seems so redundant for the specific instance, but... Uh, in case you don't know who Taylor Swift is, Taylor oh. Swift, I'm going to breeze through this because you know who Taylor Swift is. She started her career when she was 14. She moved to Nashville from Pennsylvania to pursue a country music career. Ah, that's so kind she, of where she got started. I always she, thought she was just originally a country girl, but she was from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania, but Nashville is where you go to make your mark yes. if you want to pursue Trust country. Trust me, there are country, quote unquote, parts of pennsylvania <laughs> oh yes <laughs> shout out to our listeners in pennsylvania we actually do we've had some people listen to pennsylvania so hello there if Rem- you're listening remember the fred durst episode where i mercilessly mocked all of florida oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. our florida listenership went way down after that thanks steve oh, sorry <laughs> they know what they are <laughs> so, <laughs> so taylor swift's first Two to three albums were kind of in a country music vibe, but then she slowly started to progress into pop music until she became the pop behemoth that she is now. She, she realized very quickly, gee, there sure are a lot of blonde-haired, blue-eyed women in country music. <laughs> yeah, how do I differentiate myself? So she, on her uh, album Red, I would say, in 2012, is really when she kind of started pursuing uh, the more pop angle. So she had that album, and then uh, 1989, which, holy crap, was... I was reading the sales results for that, and 1989, when it came out, sold 1.28 million copies in its first week. What? First, 1.28 million copies, (laughs) which is insanity. (laughs) That's the most albums sold in a week since 2002. What? That's insane. (laughs) <laughs> That's insane. I've never seen someone so surprised while pouring a glass of wine before. Yeah. I don't know. Just the juxtaposition was hilarious. Of Mike me. Russell pouring a glass of wine. Just, while he's he's looking news. at you. He's looking at you with this dumbstruck look on his face, and then separately, his body is like. Part of his body is not in his control anymore. It's just pouring himself a glass of wine. I'm sure there's other more appropriate instances where Mike would be equally surprised pouring a glass of wine. Like, for instance,. The murderer is someone in this room. <gasps> it's like muscle memory. It's just yes. like my body is always ready to pour. Mike is so used to being accused of being the murderer that he's just used to it. <laughs> Mike, how many like 1920s Agatha Christie-esque environments have you been in? Like, How many British libraries have you been in where a butler gets murdered? Yeah. Well, there was that time he was trapped on that transatlantic train. That's right, a transatlantic train. A train that goes across the Atlantic Ocean. I realized what I said as I was saying it. My girlfriend is going to be so mad when she listens to this. Why is that? Oh, she's a huge Agatha Christie fan. Now, is is Agatha Agatha Christie the author that goes into far too much detail on things? Like you read like 20 pages and you've just like learned about the interior of a room? That is so many British authors. Agatha Christie was more of a playwright of murder mysteries. Ah, okay. She wrote as well some fiction. Um, which has a lot to do with Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's get off of this. <laughs> yeah, let's get as as Mike's latest conquest, conquest once said to him. Let's get off of this. 
Uh, shout out to Mike's uh. latest conquest. Oh, we didn't even get that far. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, you yes! Know, I tried to say how I felt about this. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't I matter. I made it up. I still want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but anyway, 1989 comes out. Massive album. As we said, no new music in three years. Now, so a week ago today, uh, like a week and a half at the time this should be released, Taylor Swift dropped her newest single. Now... I, when Mike brought this to my attention, I started reading reviews for it. I tried to start. I tried to understand why people were so polarized on it, and everyone is just talking about the Easter eggs in the music video, which like rival slash enemy she's dissing in each individual vague lyric. Like, did she make fun of Kim Kardashian for being robbed at gunpoint? Like that was an, a point of contention in the music video that came up. Like. All of these little specific things, uh, when she says the old Taylor Swift is dead, but nobody is actually just talking about the quality of the song itself, Mm. Mm. I find. That's what, well, I I mean, I found a website of people talking specifically about the lyrics. The lyrics? A lot of people are tweeting. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right there. The, the, The vague... I don't like your little games, don't like your tilted stage, the role you made me play of the fool, no, I don't like you, are the first lyrics of the song. I'm I'm glad we got to this, because one of the notes I have here is, can anybody tell me what this song is about? That's the note. I don't know. So, I've had some ideas, but I I don't know if I can really... uh... Okay, (laughs) the whole point of this is to use ideas... And use ideas for the purposes of comedy. You gotta so. admit, guys, there's a point in this song where I think she's embodying. She's either embodying, or maybe she's got a beef with Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Wait, why oh, do you think Santa wait, Claus? No, I, you were right to not say this before. <laughs> Come on, no, why she's Santa? Got a list of names. I'm having nightmares about the camel. I, I don't want to go into this again. You asked for me to talk about it, Steve. So listen, it's either two things: she's trying to be Santa Claus. Or her evil clone took over and now makes shitty music, and this is what we've got to deal with for Taylor Swift from now on. That's a theory of that the song I never even consider that there's an evil twin of Taylor Swift because the end of the music video shows like 15 versions of her, maybe one of the evil ones. It's like that movie Identity, where this guy has got like 20 different personalities, but the serial killer one, spoiler alert, is the one that ends up coming out at the end. That's like Taylor Swift, exactly. Ah, oh, hey, have I ever told you? So I tried to donate sperm one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have not, but I am. I want to hear every detail. So, so I, uh, I, I was going into the research. I was really looking into it. A lot of paperwork, like yeah. fourteen pages of paperwork. A lot of like a lot of family history. So I didn't know. So I had to call my mom. Right. So I'm calling. My <laughs> what was mama. that conversation like? Well, I didn't want to tell her exactly what I was doing. I told my mom I wanted to donate some DNA samples. <laughs> not a lie. <laughs> no, not a lie. Uh, and I was like thinking maybe of like the plasma or blood variety. I, I would maybe make her think as yeah. I'm like really diving into. But just this. stay vague, so she's she's the she's whole time. your mom. She knows exactly what you were talking. Oh, about. Oh, she did, and she goes, Michael, you don't know what kind of diseases are in those places. You know what? You, what? What? What are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? I I was almost 100 percent certain that her point of contention would have been the diseases that you have. <laughs> I really thought that's where they're going to get some poor lady all kinds of venereal diseases. Michael, do you not even do, do you did you not even take into consideration the kind of diseases that you have? Oh my. 
Listen, that you must from your lascivious have. lifestyle. For all of the listeners listening right now, I have had myself checked. Okay, I, there was actually a point after a cruise I was a little worried <laughs> because I came home and I have never listen. Okay, I have never peed so much blood in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, there was there was no blood, but there was so much pain. Right. It felt like someone was just stabbing the tip of my dick. It was terrible, and it lasted And for- it was a tiny pygmy who snuck with me on the cruise. <laughs> I actually, I seriously went and saw a, uh, a urologist. I thought I had, like, a prostate problem. And, boy, dude, I, I, this guy, I'm going to tell you, when you get a prostate exam at this guy's office, there's no warning. He's just like, hey, uh, you turn around real quick. You're like, all right. All right, how about those cubs this year, duck? Oh, guys. <laughs> right in, man. Oh, man. Oh. And, in any case, there's a whole oh, point. Oh, you're really that. rooting around in there. <laughs> and then the real doctor comes in. I, <laughs> he took me back to his den. And there's just, there's like a desk. The walls are painted different. You feel like you're in his home. And there's there's like an overabundance of like certificates for being, um, of uh, what's uh, when you're discharged from the army in a nice way? Oh, um, an honorable discharge. Honorable, honorable discharge, discharge for his for his. Uh, Which for his sounds dur- like what you were having a lot of. <laughs> Damn you, Nick! <laughs> I was gonna do that one. Any case, it was it was a weird urology point. Why did we start talking the, about the, the this? Whole this all has this. to do with Taylor Swift. The Just whole the whole point of this was I don't even know why we. Uh, <laughs> was the sperm donation. Oh, so one of my fears was, because I wasn't worried about having a lot of kids, but then I was like, my mom got me kind of like paranoid about what they would do with my stuff, and I was like, oh my God. What if they took my DNA samples and cloned like a whole shitload of me in like a basement somewhere? And then I was like, then I'd like have like, I'd have like a vendetta against the sperm bank, and I'd have to go save all my clones. But then I realized, Nick, I might be such a narcissist piece of shit. <laughs> I go Highlander style, and I murder every single one of me. I'm there pretty... can only be one Russell. There can only be one Mike Russell, man. <laughs> so, what was your point in this relating to Taylor Swift? Oh, that she has an evil clone that killed her and left a voice message on her oh, phone. Oh, so you can relate to this. Yes. Very I... much. Wait, then. that was all you were trying to say? You could have just said that. Well, I want to tell you about my sperm donation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so the song came out. Broke all kinds of streaming records. And the song, by the way, in case that chorus section that we just played a little bit of uh, sounded familiar, it's because the song, Look What You Made Me Do, contains an interpolation of the 1991 song, I'm Too Sexy, by Right Said Fred. And if you don't recall what that sounds like. For my love, too sexy for oh, my love. Oh, yeah. Love's going to leave Look what you made me do. Mike, stop touching Look yourself. You made me Put your shirt Mike's down. Shirt is rising. <laughs> See why he's shaking his head. You know why he's shaking his head. I'm too sexy for I'd be chef. fine if the rest of the show was just us listening to I'm Too Sexy by right Oh, that would be great. Unfortunately, but we have to keep talking about a Taylor Swift. We song. do, but the song was uh you know legally sampled. Um, or excuse me, the, the the correct term is it was an interpolation. But uh, my research didn't cover this. But Stephen told you, you said yeah, that they, essentially, yeah, yeah they, they, they did this. Essentially, essentially, they they like a week before the sh- the uh, the song was due to drop, they contacted uh, the the guys from Right Said Fred uh, and uh, to ask permission to use you know to do whatever they were going to do with it, which is admirable. 
but again, they did it a week before the song was going to hit. The song's going to come out regardless. They they already it's been written and produced. The song's coming out. It, I, I, I guess I guess they just didn't fear anything from the law firm of Wright, Said, and Fred. Well, because I'm sure they they knew they had enough money to yeah. pay whatever it would take. But uh, yeah, there's actually a short little interview from uh, one of the guys from Wright, Said, Fred just talking about but this Taylor process. Taylor Swift yes. incorporated... Interpolated is what they said. Interpolated. Interpolated. Uh, interpolated. Yes. some of your... A musical inspiration? That's on right, on yes. the new one, look what you made me do. Yes, exactly. Can we so did she ring you up and yeah. ask you permission? She didn't personally, but that, her, her people did. You see, that's very honest, because basically she's just taken the rhythm of the I'm too yeah, sexy yeah, exactly. for my shirt. Exactly. And she didn't really have to clear that with you, did she? Or? Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know how I was technically. But it's honest of her, isn't it? it? So oh you get, you God, get a credit. So yes, we get a you get, credit. Yeah, you get, and you get some dosh, you get a bit of low earlobes, huh? That's your take home point. Look at those earlobes. But that must be kind of good if you came out with a hit, what, 25 years ago, and all of a sudden you hear, hey, by the way, we basically took a chunk of your song, but we're going to just pay you a bunch for it. I would just be pretty okay with that. Yeah, sure. Why not? But it's just interesting that they already wrote the song, yeah. and then a week before they were going to release it, asked for permission. That's almost worse. That's so backhanded. <laughs> oh, crap. Should we ask? Oh, what is, he gonna, what, what is Wright said Fred going to do to us? Uh, it's true. Well, let's let's check just to, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Once again, so many reviews, articles, commentaries about this song have been about the Easter eggs in the music video. It's been about who is she actually attacking with her beef and her bad blood, you know, in the song. I don't really care about all of that. I'm aware of some of it, but I don't really care. I want to know how the song stands on its own. So the song starts with like this little fairy tale jingly stuff, and then it comes in with. <laughs> now, the very first thing we see before the lyrics even come in is a tombstone in, like, this graveyard that says, Here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. So right off the bat, you know, there's not an ounce of subtlety in any of this. Here lies Taylor Swift's reputation with a gravestone. Do you just, do you think she just realized, she's like, oh my god, this song sucks. Well, do you know the real reason why... She has at least, even, even she has this awareness that her reputation has taken a hit. The Kim Kardashian, the infamous 22 Snapchats from Kim Kardashian about Taylor Swift. I haven't watched those. Oh, I don't know what any of that means. Let me educate you on this because this was, this, this was explained to me by my girlfriend, once again, who is a very big Taylor Swift fan, and explained how it was actually Kim's fault. But I digress. So, Kanye West. We'll get to him later. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. Kanye West released his album, The Life of Pablo, which had some lyrics in one song that kind of dissed Taylor Swift, saying she'd probably have sex with me because I made that bitch famous. Now, this seems... Damn! I know, and that seems kind of <laughs> rough. He threw some diss tracks out of Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift, when she was accepting, I think it was a Grammy Award, she had this little speech talking about how people will try to put you down and try to take away credit for things that you've achieved, and you can't let them do that. And it got applause and everything. Then Kim Kardashian released on Snapchat these videos showing Kanye West calling Taylor Swift on the phone, telling him what he wanted the lyrics to be and asking her if she was okay with it. And Taylor Swift is like, yes, that's okay. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate that. So Kim Kardashian try started painting Taylor Swift as like the sheep in wolf's clothes. Like she acts so innocent this, and so I mean, much of a wolf victim. in sheep's clothing. 
Whatever. <laughs> man, with you saying she's, that she's, and you saying Barry in the lead all the time, you guys, man, I thought I was bad with Fraser. She's a sheep in wolf's clothes. <laughs> she's a not very threatening wolf. She's a wolf. I'm okay with that. She's a wolf that only eats grass and requires frequent shaving. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what I meant. <laughs> So Taylor, so Taylor Swift's reputation has been perceived to take a hit because of this. Is there some validity to it? So you know what the best course of action is? To blindly stumble around with a bunch of very poorly thought out jabs at that concept. If I got... Oh, did you have something to say? I was just to say, if I got 22 snaps from Kim Kardashian, I'd be mighty disappointed if that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone followed Kim Kardashian and saw these 22 snaps of her. It essentially took 22 snaps to record the entire conversation. Here's how it goes historically, Mike. First, there was Martin Luther's 95 theses. Then there was Jay-Z's... Theses or theses? Theses. Then there was Jay-Z's 99 problems. And now there's Kim's 22 snaps. And Taylor is all of them. But no, then the lyrics kick in. I don't like your little games. Don't Ugh. like your tilted stage. The role you made me play. The fool. No, I don't like you. I. So, no. Go oh, ahead. God. This this song. I've listened to the whole of this song twice. It's all. It's all I needed. Just needed <laughs> twice. Um, this song. Is a and I hope we can actually skip to a couple parts. But this song is like a greatest yeah. hits, in quotation marks, greatest hits of like bad late '90s, early 2000s uh, uh, girl pop songs, song tropes. It's got the the repeated chorus hook. It's got a video that makes little narrative sense, and contains several dozen costume changes. It has a bit in the middle eight, which uh, we'll skip to at some point, where all the beats drop, and then the person singing just sounds like they're speaking into a telephone or in a vinyl recording or something. It's this weird Frankenstein monster of every Fergie, Britney, uh, Christina Aguilera uh, uh, song, music video. It's it's all of it rolled into one. It's got all of them. So it's a Frankenstein of just shit. Of just all of that. St- it's all Frankenshit. It's Frankenshit. Frankenshit. <laughs> that was the working title. It's it's just it's all of the bad. It's all of the bad parts of all of the bad pop music into one. And it's it's a I I, I if that's on purpose, then I doff my cap to the Taylor Swift. Okay, she might. This might be a direct. You know what? Fuck the beef with Katy Perry. Fuck the beef with Kim Kardashian. Taylor Swift's got a beef with her fans, dude. You think? Look what you made me do. Okay? Every goddamn pop star is losing their goddamn brains. Britney Spears shaved her head. Well, that was a while a ago. A while ago, but I'm just saying, eventually, these pop stars, they lose, they lose their marbles. Okay? Yes. Uh, you look at Katy Perry. She's being crazy. Have you seen what she's been doing lately? She cut her hair, too. <laughs> the harlot. <laughs> she had, like, an SNL shame, performance. Shame. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. I'm but gonna, no, I, I know what you mean. What I'm saying is, look what you made me do. She's saying, all this pressure to do something crazy and stupid, and then she's like, you know what? It's going to be shitty. Her fans have caused her to create a shitty fucking song. You think it's the fans that caused the it? The fans have caused this. Because look what you made me do, I feel like is the anthem of every abusive boyfriend. 
And to hear it coming out of Taylor Swift? Why you gotta make me hit you, baby? Why you gotta make me exactly. hit you? Don't you know I love you? I hit you because I love you, baby. Yeah, because who else says it? Look what you made me do. That's just a very, like, narcissistic, petty thing to say. And to have that be the basis of your first single from your new album. I'm telling you. As the behemoth that you called her earlier of pop, one of the number one stars, she can get away with anything, and she's sick of it. Fuck you, fans. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she did. Now, Nick, you're uh, you're frozen on a very uh, on an image I'd like to discuss. Yes, uh, it is wanna... Taylor Swift lying in the bathtub filled with diamonds, which are not props. No, they are real diamonds. Those are real diamonds. That ten, is ten million dollars worth of diamonds she is bathing in. Mike, do you want to guess how long this particular part of the video goes on for? Oh, let me take a crack. I mean, hopefully at least for a solid, you know, a minute at some point. Like, would you think maybe this would come back later in the video? Yeah, of course. Of it co- doesn't, you fucking moron. <laughs> you fell into my trap. No, this Classic is- Steven <laughs> Trollinger trap. You just got trolled. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not the right voice for that. You just got trolled. There we go. That's that it. will become a I can picture segment. you under a bridge saying um, that. Last <laughs> Tuesday, I ran into him there. I'm like, Stephen, what are you doing? It's very shady down here. I like it during the summer. <laughs> Um, see, for one scene, they fill a bathtub with actual diamonds priced at $10 million for her to bathe in. And you wonder why people are so up in arms over income inequality. Because people, when people have like a house and a car, and can send their kids to college, maybe they wouldn't care so much about a celebrity's going all Scrooge McDuck in front of millions of people. But that's not happening right now. So yeah, it's kind of in poor taste to, for your 10 seconds of your music video, demand real diamonds for your diamond bath. Are they, are they concerned, perhaps, that America's jewelers would find them out? they be just outraged. Outraged. Millions of jewelers just with their little diamond eyepieces up against the television screens, shaking their fists, yelling, how dare she lie? And you know what the biggest piece of shit about this whole bathtub is? I know what you're going to say, and I have my counter, but go ahead. The one single dollar bill in there. Do you know what people are saying that one dollar bill was there for? What's that? Now, I don't uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, Taylor Swift was recently in court uh, oh! suing a guy who allegedly groped her, a DJ. And... She went to court for it and won, and she only asked for $1. She just wanted to actually bring awareness to it, which I think is a very honorable, respectable thing to do. And people are saying that she stuck the dollar bill in there as, like, the metaphor for that. That could be it, but the other thing that occurred to me is... It's worth as much as $10 million in diamonds, Nick. That's what it is. Justice. Justice is worth a bathtub of diamonds. Well, the other thing is People that- die for justice, Nick! Amer- and there are millions of Americans that would like either the justice or the bathtub full of diamonds, and instead they get neither. She's got both. It's your fault, America. Look what you made her do. <laughs> no. So the thing that occurred to me, though, is that this must have been recorded. This music video must have been recorded before the verdict was reached on that whole jury incident because that that was resolved like a week or two ago. This video must have been filmed several weeks to months ago, I would imagine. You know what? Maybe this is why it's only in the video for five seconds. Because last minute edit, they're like, shit, guys, I won. Let's- Something is even more important about this being a last minute edit. 
Ah, uh, we need. Oh, uh, I want to. I, I know <laughs> the CGI to dollar. I in. know the music videos in the can and everything, guys. But I'd really like at least one more shot. Uh, if we could do it just quick, just in one day, all I need is ten million dollars worth of diamonds and jewelry, and an antique bathtub, and oh, a dollar. Um, is there a P? P- Stan, Stan, do you have a dollar in your wallet? Uh, okay. Guess so. All right. Throw that in there. I love how uh, okay. I, I love how he's got to put the dollar in. Like, yes. <laughs> We've all got to sacrifice. Okay. Oh, I want a bathtub value to ten million and one dollars. But no, she goes on. She says, "But I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time." She's that's patting- what I said last time. <laughs> In the bedroom. She was about to leave, but in the nick of time, you got harder. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. It I, makes the Mario stand yeah, up I want, a mushroom. I want video game sound effects to accompany Mike's sexual activity. <laughs> Mike drinks three whiskey sours. Runs through a literal brick wall. But yes, I got harder nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I've That's got a list of names. And yours is Mike and I have the same joke in mind right now. We looked at each other like, ah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's a that's a weird title for the for the Honey I Shrunk Kids sequel. And then she goes on to the chorus that she has been honing for three years, and let us know. Look what you made me do. What you made me do, look what you just made me do, look what you just made me do, look what you made me do, look what you made me do. So with the exception of that bass humming in the background, I don't think there's actually a single musical note present in this chorus. It is a percussive beat, and her not even really rapping, her speaking the chorus. That's really cool how she can make herself sound like part of a robot, though. Like partially yes. robotic. She must. She's doing that naturally, I take it. I am going to harp on that same topic every single time we do any music from the last Steven five years. Steven is a big proponent of people actually singing. People Call it an outdated idea. Out but. loud. Uh, it's just like... It's just so bad. It's like there's no... Yeah, what did she do? What did she do? Though I did hear that make a list checking it twice thing. Now I get the Santa Claus uh, thing. Yes. Th- thank you. She does that a lot. I didn't get that before. I didn't hear that part I before. thought oh, no. I was so freaking funny. And I thought it was funny. <laughs> but Mr. Alita Steven Trollinger she, with his highbrow humor. It's war on Christmas time here at the Song Topsy <laughs> Report. But here's my problem with the song for for the most part. It's it's just so petty. Like, it's... it's there, look, a lot of shit has happened in the world and the U.S. in the past three years. I would go so far as to say the past one year especially. And what Taylor Swift thinks everyone, her fans, the population in general, is just itching to hear is about her personal beefs as a millionaire with other millionaires. It's almost as if she's completely tone deaf. Kind of like that. In fact, I discovered uh, there's this article that was written about the song, and fun fact... So this song premiered at the VMAs last week. So the music video premiered... The, the least watched VMA in the uh, program's history. Is that true? Yes. Interesting. I love these fun facts. I'm I it's, know. So it's much. almost as if America's attention was drawn elsewhere for some reason. Oh, what could it have possibly been drawn to? I don't know. I don't want to date the podcast, guys. Except for when we put the date on the podcast. <laughs> but so the, so the song premiered during the VMAs, and... 
it was released, the link to the video was released on Twitter during the VMAs. Now, this was, in all honesty, this was probably an unfortunate coincidence, but do you know when it was released? It was released when the mother of Heather Hare, who was the woman killed in the vehicular assault at Charlottesville by the white supremacists, was speaking on stage at the VMAs. Because she came on to talk about racial... That is when Taylor Swift dropped the link to her, hey, check out my music video. Please tell me during the production that there was like a... The, the scrawl on the bottom where the, they'll show... They do that a lot for like... Uh, uh, they, I'm using the word like a lot today. I'm sorry. They're, they're doing the You're thing... You're such a product of your generation. I know. I, I've, been beating, I've been trying to like... Beat that habit out of me for years, but it hasn't worked. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Um, the in wrestling they do that a lot. On a wrestling pay per view, they'll beat things out of each other. They'll, well, they do that. Uh, they will. Uh, they'll have the scrawl on the bottom with all of the. Uh, tw- uh, all the tweets going on, people saying, you know, uh, what's going on the right now. The live feed yeah, live like feed. Twitter. Uh, I really hope there was something like that going on for her. Like, she's giving that speech, and then right below it on the screen is just, check out my new video for my new album. That's my impression of Taylor Swift. That's all I'm going to say on the subject of Taylor Swift. I'm Taylor Swift. So you're saying, you're saying this is showing up while this poor mother whose daughter died no, I wanna, in a hate I want to know if that's what, what happened. Otherwise, I don't think it was. All but, right, good, good. But I take what, back, a, what a potent juxtaposition yes. that would have been. It's almost as if uh, rich, famous people are completely self-absorbed and don't know what's going on around well, them. Well, just as of right now, Houston is in a crisis with a hurricane. We have... <laughs> We talk about Donald Trump every single time. I, I'll just say we have Donald Trump. There is a lot happening in the world right now, and not just in the United States, all over the world. And I don't know. It just seems especially like tone deaf for for the biggest artists. Now, keep, now here's the thing. I don't think pop stars are in any are obliged in any way to be role models. It's a nice thing if they are, especially someone like Taylor Swift, who has a huge audience, especially of young people, but they're not obliged to be role models. They're just obliged to be entertainers. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice if it wasn't, if the huge single you drop isn't just about your petty vendettas with other millionaires over the stupidest things. I, uh, I really like how self-righteous we got after we did the bit about video game sex noises. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of terrible things happening in the world right now. What do this feels this song? <laughs> but let's think This song feels like a tabloid article set to music. Because like I said everyone is just Everything's set to music now. <laughs> yes. Sex noises, tabloids, James Gunn films. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I love I love every movie you make, James Gunn. I I want to be in one of them, please. Please listen to this and put me in one. But no, this also this whole the fact the chorus is "Look what you made me do." To me, and I'm very proud of this phrase. This feels like commercialized self-exoneration. It's Taylor wow. Swift making a song out of her saying, "Look what you made me do." None of my issues are my fault, or they're kind of my fault, but I'm still a winner. But look at all these, like, look what you made me do. Like that, that is just like such a, like there. Taylor Swift is going to perform the song live, and there's going to be throngs of people 
chanting this course along with her, not singing it because there's no notes, chanting it, <laughs> almost like a rally. Hmm, where have we seen those before? Ah. But sh- you are drawing some crazy, like... I'm having my Alex Jones You're moment. having your Alex Jones moment right now. <laughs> the globalists want to Taylor Swift to win. Actually, Taylor Swift <laughs> has been embraced by, uh, oh, God, what's that? National Storm, there's some extreme, like, white nationalist, like, website. Stormfront? Stormfront, yes. Thank you. How do you know that so quickly? I knew you were going to say something about that. This is why I don't contribute. They embrace it. They think she's a pure Aryan goddess. Also, because she didn't say a word during the election. She was very out of it, and people think that she's a closeted Trump supporter. I won't insinuate anything, but they think by not actually denouncing him, like so many other musical artists did that that's kind of her support that might be a stretch yeah i feel like with her it's more just she's not even i I wouldn't look i don't know i don't know her i don't know what she thinks about uh i'm just assuming she doesn't say anything because it's not within her wheelhouse to think about it and say things about it yeah of course not you gotta think like there's despite how we may or may not feel about mr mr trump himself right Millions of people voted for him. Yes. Millions of people in the United States. Not a majority, but millions. And she's from, I mean, she started as a country singer. Yeah. So, I mean, if she said anything political, she could lose half her audience. A lot of, uh, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can't get political. You can't talk about it. You, you're, it needs to remain a mystery. Just like, honestly, probably just like your marital status. You know, people want to think you're single. But here's the thing. She has embraced feminism in the past, but she kind of embraced it, I feel like, when it became, like, popular to do so. And regardless of your political leanings, when our now president talks about grabbing women by the pussy, and you make no comment on that, you kind of stay out of that after you've kind of embraced this role, is that... A shirking of your responsibility, or are you not obliged to do that? I honestly want to know. In, in defense of Taylor Swift, yes, uh, because because nobody nobody can defend her except for me. We know the reason why, gentlemen, why she can't defend herself. Um, no, the uh, damn it, <laughs> uh, the in defense of her, she did go away for three years on purpose because she thought people were getting sick of her. She did have a sense of self-awareness to think, I've, uh, look, I know I'm everyone, I know I'm everywhere, and I've been in the public eye for a while, and I know a lot of people are probably getting sick of me. I'm going to just step back and do my own thing for a while, and then I'll, I'll come back once the, uh, once the heat's died down, yeah. essentially. So she does have a, a sense of self-awareness about it. And she herself. tries to, like, not flaunt it, but she puts it in the music video. Like, at, at the end, when it's all the versions of her, they're all kind of snipping at each other for all the things that people accuse Taylor Swift of being. Oh, my God, she's so fake. Oh, my God, she's X, Y, Z. Like, she's, she's aware of that part. But where, where do you draw the line between aggrandizement and catharsis? Like, is she trying There's no to, objective is she, line Is for she that? trying to artistically get this stuff out of her? Or is she uh, just, you know, uh, blind to it? See, what you said was a very good and nuanced uh, defense of Taylor Swift. But she does one thing in the song that I know is going to piss you off because it pissed you off in a previous song. Did you hear that? She she tried to rhyme time with time. She rhymed time with time. Time with time. Oh, right. That's the same word. I hate that shit. Look, I know it. Look, I know songs don't have to rhyme, 
but you're obviously trying to do it. <laughs> they don't have to rhyme, but if you're trying to rhyme, you can't use the same word. Steve, I, if, there, if there's not many things I agree with you on, this is sur- this is one of the, the things I definitely it's do. the one thing that unites us all. <laughs> unites us you all. don't rhyme the same word with the same word. I mean, for Christ's sake, for for 75% of the song, she's not singing. And, and she's not even rhyming. She's not even rhyming right. I, I mean, Christ. What the fuck, man? This this episode's going to go over like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Three guys sitting in judgment of a famous woman they've never met. Calling, we, her, calling her out on things they have no personal knowledge of. We are consumers. We have the right to say our opinions on someone trying to sell us a product. But there's one last little section. This is also the section that made you know Taylor's fans go crazy and blew up everything. I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh. Because she's dead. Oh. <gasps> Did you hear that shit? See? She's dead. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The right in the middle eight, all music stops and they just they, they just sound like they're talking. This has happened in several different songs. In the 90s especially. In the late 90s, early 2000s, that was just a thing that happened. And I this is uh, again, kudos if this was done on purpose, if this was they made it like this, but I, I just don't know that level of awareness was put into the making of this well, video. Yeah, here's the thing. Who is calling Taylor Swift? Who is the person calling her where she's like, I'm sorry, the old Taylor is dead right now? Who wants to talk to the old Taylor? Yes, I don't. I mean, it, it, it but she never even gives them a voice. Like, this could have been, um, hi, this is uh, Dr. Fisher just calling back to schedule you for your appointment uh, because you haven't been seen in a while. I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Dead. Hello. I, I, Hello. Quite the non sequitur. <laughs> that didn't answer any of that doctor's no. questions. <laughs> her gynecologist just couldn't get to her soon enough. <laughs> Taylor, I have an important, I have something important to say. Quick, you have to call me back immediately. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. What? what? Wait, what? Why? Because oh. she's dead. No! no! I was too late. And then, of course, there was kudos, one... Kudos for going right to gynecologist. Yes. Where Mike's mind is that. Hundred, several different doctor specialties, and you went to that. I was talking urologist. She has a gynecologist. I just thought it would, you know, fits in. And then there was another one that occurred to me. Like, what if, what if she gets a phone call and she hears... I've fallen, and I can't get up. I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. She's dead. And so is Grandma. <laughs> Two deaths, Taylor. Two deaths. That blood is on your hands. That bad blood is on your hands. <laughs> okay. Yo, come on. That was great. I think, I think we're all done here. <laughs> well, no, there, there, there's one last thing. Not necessarily about the song that I want to discuss, but... You know, we are we are three cynical white guys with a podcast. This is our opinion on the song. We are not her target demographic. But her target demographic did respond to the song. I saw a video that was just reactions to Taylor Swift super fans who right when the song came out recorded their live reactions to it and it was fascinating. Cuz I I mean 
I love music. I know some people actually say they don't like music. I don't know who those people are, but I really enjoy music. And it's actually a reason kind of why I thought to start this podcast, because this music, this bad, bizarre music, I still find fascinating. Mm -hmm. But here are, I'm going to just play you a minute of people reacting to this song, Taylor Swift fans reacting to this song. Uh, Now, you're you're just... you're not going to hear the actual song, but you're just going to hear their reactions to it. This is a little bit later in the song, but just just listen to this and yeah. Maybe a dark album, you can tell. The bridge, okay. Like a fairy tale. Wow, so much shade. This is crazy. I'm shook. I'm a little bit afraid of her right now. Oh my god! I'm about to cry. This is so she is pissed off. This is good. All right, it's building up. Someone's coming up. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> she. Oh. oh. She's dead. <gasps> Okay, there's... Uh, what? This woman is weeping. What? Oh! All those periods of silence were like people like literally like having seizures, like like religious experiences. They were just like flailing their arms around and like g- losing their minds over this completely mediocre pop song. How? How do you get to that level? I mean... Where I could just talk... And just say the same shit over and over. Like a sentence. Yes. Look, Look what, you, what made. you made me do. Look uh, what? what you made me do. This is the best thing ever. This girl was weeping. She was weeping. There were tears coming out of her eyes. Her eyeballs. Look what they made her do. Look. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't complain. I have the exact same reactions when new Star Wars trailers come out. <laughs> and here's the like I at least there's some content though Steve. I, and once again we're biased because we don't like the song but and we love Star Wars. And once again you know a, a lot of the people you heard were either like young girls or very flamboyant excited men and they had a very tangible reaction to it. I, that that just might not be our natural response to it but from my perspective I just can't wrap my head around being so excited over such a mediocre song where there's like what's the part you get excited about when it's over <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what it is Nick it's a cult of personality that's what it is I it's, almost I it's think you might be not right. the music it's not the song it's not the lyrics it has nothing to do with the art it's, it's about the person I actually agree 100% with you I feel like Taylor Swift could have almost released anything she could have released an experimental avant-garde noise project and you would have had the exact same reaction from her fans this is the best thing ever this is Taylor in a new direction it doesn't matter it's her personality it's who she is I think you're right oh my god oh my god you guys, you're seeing this, right? I think so. I mean... Taylor Swift is Donald Trump. I fucking knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Right? It I all was, comes together. I was shaking my head to try to subtly and non-verbally tell you to not go there. And then you did. <laughs> That's why she was so silent during the, the thing. Yes. Wait. Guys, I, can we have an episode where we don't talk about the big orange idiot in the room that isn't Mike? <laughs> 
No, you, you the, the, there, there's a point to it's be made. It's freaking the, the same damn thing. Look what you made me do. A, is something Trump has probably said over and over again. This is the anthem to the Trump era. That is, I think that is the basis put on all of his decision making. Can you rewind to the, uh, rewind to that guy who's like, oh, she's pissed, right? So if Donald Trump was a lady, it'd be like, all right, so uh, Trump has just launched about five nuclear warheads uh, to North Korea starting World War III. She is pissed off. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. A whole pile of shit. A terrible decision. People don't give a shit. <laughs> no. Every one of these reactions to Taylor Swift could just be a reaction to a different Donald Trump foreign policy decision. Foreign policy, domestic policy. Hey, liptards, look what you made him do. We digress. Uh, so, I, sorry. I, I didn't want that to be a thing. I really didn't want it. To go there, I'm Well, sick. none of us wanted it to be a thing. Sick to death of talking about him. I'm sure it'll come up in the next episode. Don't worry. Shake it off, Steve. Yes. Shake it off. Shake it off. Well, now... That's a, that's a, that's a Taylor Swift song. Oh, it is a Taylor Swift song title. <laughs> and I'm Meg Russell. <laughs> All right, now here's the thing. We typically at this point will determine our cause of death on the song, but I thought... And, and we normally struggle to come up with anything because we didn't think about it beforehand. Well, it just should happen organically. But um, to me, there's no point in stabbing this corpse and ripping it apart. It's already dead. So what I wanted to do was uh, to provide a eulogy for the song. We just want to lay the song to rest. This poor song seems to have been dead on arrival. We just want to... Put it to rest. It literally started in a graveyard. It did. Yes, yes. <laughs> Here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. That's literally the first thing you see. So um, I have written a eulogy that uh, Mike and Steve have not heard yet, but I think oh, I, I'm so excited. I think it will speak to the true feelings that we all have about Taylor Swift and her song "Look What You Made Me Do." <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we are gathered here to mourn the loss of Taylor Swift's single "Look What You Made Me Do." Never in our <clears throat> wildest dreams would we have thought that the first single off of the new album from the biggest pop star in the world would have died but taylor's newfound vengeful image was too tainted with bad blood i knew that she was trouble when she walked in with her newfound pettiness and while we hoped that she would just shake it off she has now left a blank space where there was once a new romantic, and now her single is lying on the cold, hard ground. She is most likely never, ever, ever, ever getting back together with her previous image. And while we hope she'll begin again, everything has changed since the last time. And she hasn't gotten out of the woods. Taylor Swift, we had to do a song topsy on your newest single. Look what you made us do. That was that was beautiful, Nick. Yes, that was beautifully written. I uh, it just still oh. still makes me cry. Uh, but that was Taylor Swift's "Look What You Made Me Do." All right, there we did. Uh, we did something recent. Are you fucking satisfied? Can we go back to doing songs from thirty years ago now, please, Steve? For you, you got it. 
Okay, that didn't need what to be a, What a note of camaraderie. Let's, uh, not, let's not mess it up. Let's just move on with it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can <laughs> follow us on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, at thesongtopsyreport.com. You can email us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com and send us your song suggestions that you would like to see us discuss. Yeah, we love your suggestions, comments, feedback, rhyme schemes that actually have different words. And just uh, notes to music that is a welcome change of pace from what we've been listening to recently oh creepy voicemails yes no 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 actually (laughs) let's not let's not go with that um you can follow me at nick brigadier on twitter mike at mr mike russell.com currently under construction but will be up before steve's site i guarantee it uh you can reach me on twitter at your man trollo it's trollo with one l um and eventually at my website, stephentrollinger.com. I was really tempted to lie and say it was up already just to get your goat, but I will <laughs> remain truthful. Don't take my goat. All right, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I am Nick Brigadier. I am Mike Russell. And I hope to God we don't get sued. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>